<laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Conversations with my cuz. Start Cuzzo Michelle with one L. And her cousin, of course, her cousin, Jay Lachey. And these ladies are out here doing the streaming live on StreamYard with empowerment, elevation, and enlightenment. And I'm telling you, these two ladies are not here to offend nobody. But sometimes, things are just too funny not to talk about. And that's what they're going to do. So please tune in every week, live stream. And if you miss them, you can catch them on their Facebook or any kind of social media page. Welcome. Conversation with my cuz. Starring Shay Lachey. Michelle with one L. And I am DJ Big Rod. Hey, 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 what's good, y'all? What's good, y'all? We're back. Yeah! Did you miss us? What's up? I miss you. Did you miss us? Yes, we're back together. Back together. (laughs) These last two couple weeks, we've all been missing in one way or another. Yes, but now (laughs) here we are, baby. All three of us in the building. Yes. I am Shay Lachey. And it's me, your girl Michelle with one L. I am DJ Big Rod. Yeah. Yeah. In the building. Yes. We separated, but just like, um, I don't know, Voltron or something, you know, <laughs> we back together again. We <laughs> form that unity. Autobots. That's what I want to say. Autobots. <laughs> yes, I'm saying. Yes. But we want to shout out to the people that filled in on, well, you know, when, when I was gone. Shout yes. out to T. Jones, my daughter, yes. and uh, Tyler that did a really, really great job yes. in, in uh, filling in. And, you know, Rache was, you know, he's always here. So the DJ. The DJ. <laughs> But he kind of he kind of did his thing like a little extra something something. Right, I was like, okay, he got a lot to say. I'm jealous. You was in foreign lands and big things. You know what I'm saying? Let me hold a little something. Yeah, honey, I'm about to be out there with a lemonade stand. I I left it all in Dubai, honey. You you looking nice and tan and crisp? Like, let me get the hell out of here so I can be able to pay my rent. Traveling on vacation, yes. you can't pay your rent when I'm you come back. Jet lag, <laughs> jet lag. Yeah, man. I like Came the caramel skin. I like Thank the caramel. You. Look at very chocolate. Six degrees. You know, there was lovely. no way that I was going to be anything but that because at 106 degrees, y'all lucky I ain't crispy. True. <laughs> I was like, I'm. It's October is the time to go. Although everything about that trip was the bomb. Dubai is it. The food was great. The people was great. The place was clean. It felt nice. safe. All the events I did, and I did everything. Boy, when I tell you Dubai don't owe me a thing, it was really good. I recommend that trip for anybody. Yes. Especially, nice. especially, yes. especially going to the my list of places to go. 
Yeah, absolutely. But I saw you over here. Y'all was holding it down in a wonderful way. So <laughs> yeah, you know, did, yeah, I did tune in. It was four o'clock in the morning. So, you know, I couldn't hold on. I was trying like, oh, <laughs> but it was 4 a.m. for me. So, you know, it's what it is. But um, should we toast? Yeah, I think oh, we should toast. Oh, come on. You know, I'm, you know, I'm ready. I'm taking it straight this time. <laughs> oh, no mix up. Listen, listen. <laughs> You should have you told know, us. Yeah, I would have had oh. a shot. I got a little something in it, but no, we're going to. No, no, I'm saying she could classic. take planes. I could take shots, right? Yeah, you can. You can. I ain't going to get mad at you. Cat so. shots, not cat shots, not planes. We missed you, Shay. <laughs> we missed you. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. So, we, what we toasted to? It is pride. Happy pride. Got to be pride. Yeah. Happy, yes. happy pride. Happy pride. Happy pride. We toasted yes. to yes. happy the smaller parade that they doing everything here we are because we are allies That's we it. are indeed indeed it's That's one it. love it's one love right right so yeah <clears throat> and you know Smooth. i like the way you smack your lips michelle every time. i gotta do that i got to do it like that hey <laughs> before we go into you know our our discussion a shout out to chat one time for the one time yeah, so you know, hey Key, as always, she's right there. Johnny on spot. Hey, yes, you're always there. I love Donna it. Kach, hey, Noah, my son. Oh, we got Tiffany. Watch the house. I see Rolling there. Hey, Rolling. What's up, y'all? And for those who are maybe not commenting in the chat, hey to everyone who's joining us. Yes, and also to hey, our, our watchers, radio listeners. Radio know, listeners. We, we are on iHeartRadio and Spotify, yeah. so. So hey, all of those that are out there that are listening, what's up, y'all? You know, I thank you for tuning in. in the house. Yes. Right. So today is a great day. And and but. also to the radio, this is really, really quick, is that because they can't see us, they can only hear us. So, you know, today is Pride Day. If whole, for those of you who don't know, and we are celebrating. They better know. They, they better know. They need, if they yeah. don't know, they're going to know. It's they the 50, know. 51st anniversary of the parade. So they better get their whole life together if get they it don't know. Together. Yes. So and, we are um, in the building. In the building. And, you know, this is what we're talking about. But before we even get into whatever we're going to get into, we got trending? something to get off our chest. What's I trending? Know I do. What's trending? I'm What's a little trending? annoyed today about this whole second time that Monique has come out and shamed a sister for looking, and I can have to say it, a mess in the airport. She's right. looking a mess. However, without really understanding this sister's um, plight, um, she posted her picture and afterwards this same sister replied and explained, not really explained, but was kind of like, you know, Telling her story a little bit and about take how, my picture down. Take please yeah, remove my picture because I'm embarrassed. She was um running, it was a last minute situation trying to help a family member out, and that she was going through a domestic violence situation. So for me, that's infuriating because right. you don't know people's situation. And for Monique, who's someone who has such a large platform you have to know that when you do something like that that you can affect someone's entire life, life. entire entire life entire life yeah because now it's the viral situation because not only was it a picture that she didn't take if somebody sent her the picture and she made it a point to let us know that someone sent the picture to her 
And she wanted to make another point to say this is what we were talking about when she talked about the whole bonnet thing. We got your point the first time when you when you right. made that point. There was no need for you to go and reiterate it with another person's picture. Right. Whom you don't know and you don't know why she's out there looking the way she's looking. And the woman would even express that she's depressed and suicidal. And right. this, you know, this made her feel really, really bad. And she was pleading for her to take the picture down. From I last right. checked, it was still up there. It is still up there. Yeah, it's still I'm, up there. I and and I, I think nice. that, you know, people have to be not just celebrities, all of us. We have to be mindful about the things that we're saying and doing and posting on social media and just period. Because you yeah. don't know a person's situation and what they're going through. Other you don't people's know. business. Mind your damn business. Mind How your business. Mind yeah, your but business. sometimes people is over going overboard with the likes. Everybody wants a like. Yeah. Um, and the problem I got right now is like um with Instagram, right? I was talking to my, you know, my my <clears> young <throat> nephew, he's in marketing. And Instagram requires you to post something every day so your feed can be seen. So the mm -hmm. more you post, the more you're going to be seen. So okay. now when you go on the Instagram, right, when you go on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, um, in all of these sites is, is that for you to get your, no matter how many followers you got, it's all, it goes on how you post to get to your followers. Mm -hmm. So, and they want you to have usage so people can come back and see the advertisements. Right. Okay. So now a lot of a lot of the celebrities they posting a lot of dumb shit. Excuse my French, but it's annoying. If you go on Instagram, I don't even go on there no more because mm. the dumb things that people are posting, but they have to post stupidity to order to get their views seen, like where they where they're gonna be playing, right, what right. shows they doing. So they also have to do anything. So and I was also advised at least to put something up in my story every day. And I'm like, well, I, I, I don't do something every day when it's containing entertainment. I got a life too, as well. Right, right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So it's the pressure that a lot of these um, entertainers are feeling from social media, but damn, it needs to change. Stop posting stupidity. Everybody, period. <laughs> and, that's what it is. and it's frustrating. It yes. is it is frustrating, but you're affecting, and you're also affecting other people's lives when you're doing exactly. it. Exactly. So you gotta you gotta be real careful with that. You gotta be responsible and be careful with yes. that. And she even Definitely. shared a story how she <laughs> talked about how Patty Labelle had pulled her to the side and had a conversation with her about whatever her appearance or where she spoke because she, she wasn't her. always she didn't always look great. No, I, mean, I don't know if it was her way. appearance. I don't know what it was, but it was something about I think. Whatever it was, she pulled her to the side and had a conversation with her. I respect that. Yeah, you know, Agreed. I, I used to love, I love Monique, but I, I think honestly, even when she first started coming out with the comedy and oh, talking about skinny people and I'm a big woman, right. like yo, look inside of your inner self because your beauty sometimes can make you really ugly. You understand yes. what I'm saying? And it's, it's just sad. Like you know, it's other things that you can do, but. Come on, like work on yourself a little bit before you even go out there in the social media world and all that other stuff that she's been doing. It's crazy. Yeah, she's just doing way too much. Sit down, yeah. Monique. Sit and down. Sit down. Yeah, but she spent the day with her name in everybody's mouth. So all day and day. now she's sitting okay. back, but it's at the expense of Everybody this woman. Else. Exactly. Today it's at the expense of this woman who can't, you can't take it back. Right, it's done. 
We and just even, if she, even if she removes it, it's still there because it's already exactly. on the shade. It's already yeah. on the shade room. It's already people done screenshotted it, so it's out there. Exactly. So, Insta- Instagram owns it now. Facebook owns right. it now. You you don't have no control over it, and it just stop it with the stupidity. Everybody, stop please. it with the stupid posts. It's just dumb. And and agreeing with the foolishness because uh, somebody said today that once it's out, you know, it's, the, it's it's our business once it's viral. No, it's not. You make <laughs> no. it your business when you start to comment and share it. And that's another thing, too. People need to really, really get a life. Like, honestly, the li- your life shouldn't surround around social media. No. You right. understand what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy. It Just stop it with the nonsense. And if you yeah. follow anybody long enough in the street, you're going to catch anybody (laughs) everybody's not in good shape every day you know how many times i left my house and had that attitude like well i know i clean up well but i'll be out there whatever exactly hey y'all should see me now (laughs) 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 cameras got tricks (laughs) but let's get off of that negativity let's talk about this shaving um the 22 years, the 22 and a half years, like yeah. justice has finally been served, really, honestly. And a lot of people are saying that justice wasn't really served. But if you listen to the judge, the judge gave him another eight years, another eight years for your stupidity. Mm. Remember, because, it was it, yeah. it was supposed to be it, it was 15. No, it was it, it was like 15 years or something that he was looking at. And then that was the minimum. The judge put eight on him because you tried to abuse your power. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Isn't there another case that he has to go up against? Some federal case, I believe. Oh, well, they might be doing that, too. It might be another. He might might get some more charges. So I'm hoping... And my thing is, who knows what's gonna happen? You know, I ain't wishing nothing and bad on people, but um, well, I don't know, want to happen. Happen. Just kind of just happens. Yeah, <laughs> he can be the first example, but I want that follow through to come through for when we have situations like that again. That you hold them accountable equally. Exactly. Right. Right. That's right. What, that's exactly. what's gonna matter. So that you know that it's not just this one judge and this one fluke because it was big, like you know, he gotta be the poster child for it. And there was no way you could not ignore it because I mean it's a videotape, clearly. Right. But just shout out to the judge for really standing up and he's not one of us. So he might have felt our pain just a little bit. And sometimes the justice system, they Honestly, like uh, uh, that that speech that he gave at the end was like, yo, I'm hitting you with this eight because of your stupidity. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? You thought you was the man and you abused your power. Now what? Now he got eight years to think about. You that. got eight more years. And yo, the thing is now he got a fine. A lot of people don't even. And this is the beautiful thing. So now if he get a job in jail, guess what? You don't get no money. That goes to that fine. You now you got to pay. It. Now you're doing eight years, and now you got to work in the kitchen for, for free. free. Get out of here, bitch. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we mad about that. Too. <laughs> Where's said, my talk about good news, but the reality <laughs> is that's another thing we mad about. Exactly. Like, exactly. Still angry. Exactly. That's like when you when your kid do something really bad and you gotta like snatch him up and then you <laughs> snatch them up, you still like your little punk. Oh, <laughs> that's 
lucky that's all I could do to you. And, 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 and on top of that, he has to do two thirds of his time. So you still you you you're gonna get hit at the board. You're my man. You're doing twenty years minimum. At least at Sitting least fifteen. At least at, no, no, two thirds, and then he's gonna get hit at the board on murder. On um, manslaughter, you you never get a first time parole. But they gave him a um, I think they gave him time. So I don't know how like time it, served. It's some odd months, but he's gonna have to do twenty years. Sit down and hold that. Next yeah. time, just say thank you to a black man. Get out of here. That would be oh, nice. I, I almost said something. Had to bring it on back. Had to bring it on back. Bad power to the people. Let's move on to our next segment of the show, guys. Oh, this is it. This is my part. Go ahead, Michelle. Do that. Go ahead. And now it's time for Let Me Ask My Cuz. Let me ask my cuz. Take that, take that, take that, take that. Hey, 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 hey. get up all on the mic. I got to go close to it. You know, got me. That's how you got to do it. You, know. you want me to ask the first question? You go on and ask the first cousin. Okay. I mean, question cousin. Okay. He was on vacation. I'm saying. I was. Nice. I, mean, hey, I'm hey, ready. I, I ain't hating big time right now. <laughs> I, I don't know it's why. It's not like he ain't been to Dubai. He been, I should be the hater because both of y'all been and I have not. Yeah, he went first. He went hey, I, first. I, I, I was working. I was working. You showed me the way of the Jedi. I was like, what is, what is the DJ doing? I want to do that too. Exactly. Yeah, it's All right. shape. I'm so, not listening to the our viewers who keep telling me to stop singing. Keisha. Oh, you gonna sing. I'm gonna sing. I like the I singer. singer. About the moon and the dude. I'm about to do the dance in the middle. Take that. Take that. It's the remix. Take that. All right. Let's get to the question. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> Here's the question. It says, if you could go back in time and give yourself some advice, what would you tell your younger self? Woo! First of the first thing I would tell my younger self is love yourself more. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Love yourself. I hear that. In spite of whatever was go- is going on. Love yourself. Okay. Yeah, I'm close to that. Is really put yourself first. Because put yourself first. If, if you're That's not true. whole, if you're not whole, I could be no good to you. So I got to think of me more than I think of anybody else. Absolutely. I would say be kind to yourself. Yes. Like forgiving. Forgiving your mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because God knows I made a lot of them along the way, you know. So, um, and I was hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And, And you don't. The world is hard enough on you. You don't have to beat yourself up about it. The world does it for you. So be kind to yourself. That's that's my thing. That's yes. And that one time Um, you walk, I you walked away and didn't punch that girl in her mouth. You should have did it. I remember that. Yeah, you should. Oh, y'all crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But she she what you ain't doing for? You should have did it for. She deserved it. She deserved it. (laughs) Yeah. 
Y'all, y'all promoting violence. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that one time. That one time. I should have yeah. did it. Do forth yeah. unto others as they will do to you. Because <laughs> take that, take that, take that. Your life, you're gonna be like, I should have gone home. I should have gone home. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, now in my life, I walk away. Now, you know, I don't choose violence now. Yeah, I might have, I, and even back then, if I walked away, that was a big deal because I chose violence back then. <laughs> yeah, you were a little bit of a bully. A little bit of a I bully. Chose violence. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to call you a bully as much as you were um, aggressive. I was like, super, you I was know, you was ready now, to pop like, off, but you was ready to pop off. That was different. Like you're aggressive with your mouth and with your words, but you're not aggressive physically. No, I don't want to fight nobody. I don't think you can anymore because <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yo, she talk about your hands, son. She talk oh, about your no, hands, son. No, she got she got hands. No, she, no, she only got she, she only got like one see. or two punches, and then all you gotta do is push her down <laughs> to the ground. Wait, wait Shay, did you see her face? Uh-huh. You gotta go back to the videotape. You had to see them eyebrows. <laughs> they went like, hold on, <laughs> don't y'all forget. Like you gonna try me, son? <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Michelle though. I mean, honestly, just just from coming from the battle, coming from where we at now, like I'm I'm super proud of you. Like you just really, you just really really learned how to chill the fuck out. And this yeah, fabulous. yeah. <laughs> it's fabulous. I'm super proud. I'm still growing. I'm still growing. I appreciate we, it's that a work so in much. progress every day. And, and you know what? I think it's great that we give each other our flowers while we're still here. Yes, so- it is. Yes, we yeah, all should. We you all know, gave Shay her flowers. She went to Dubai. I always give Shay. Oh, <laughs> the hell with her and her damn flowers. I got Michelle. I got Michelle. The hell with her, girl. I you always you do. You do, and I appreciate it. Rashay gonna give me my dog on flowers. I got to go in his house and snatch them from all around his damn walkway. <laughs> These are mine. This is mine. And according to what he said earlier, he got a bunch because he was out there cutting down trees. So it's probably That's a lot right. of flowers on the ground. Right. Take you it right all. About that. So yeah, you be all right. You be all right. Um, <laughs> so next question, guys. Uh, my son doesn't want to go to school. He says that his teacher and all the other students hate him. What should I do? Oh God. Oh, my son, wow. my son, my son. I have sons, so that that kind of like uh, gets me in the heart. <laughs> See, the old me would be like, me, I'm, I'm going up there. It. I'm going up there. I'm going up to the school. Mommy taking the day off tomorrow. I'm calling and I'm going to say I need a conference with the teacher, right? Because this is an opportunity where you and the teacher and maybe the faculty of the school need to be able to come together and support my child. Right. And, and, to, um, you know, figure out a way for him to feel included. If maybe not, you can't really force the students, but certainly the teachers can find a way to support him. Absolutely. I had a situation where my son, when he was in school and he had a teacher um, who made fun of the kids, right? In a way where she would say things that would embarrass them in class. And my son came home and was like, you know, well, it hurt my feelings, but I kind of like laughed it off or whatever. So I didn't make a big deal of it until parent teaches. And I got there and I had my son walk away and I leaned in 
so I could make my point. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> like if you ever look here, you may not realize, right? Because you think that they laughing with you, but you're hurting the kid's feelings. And, you know, she was, um, clearly it was a revelation for her because you think that you don't realize sometimes what you are saying and what you are doing. But, um, yeah, I got her all the way together. But Sometimes you got to do it. Right. And and it wasn't a situation that he wanted me to make a big deal of because he wasn't a young kid. But if you're younger and you don't and you feel like you're coming to me and asking for help, then I think in that situation, I would have put together a conference with the teacher, maybe the faculty and Mm -hmm. um, coping skills with students is a difficult thing with kids. Like, you know, they got the bullying situation. I am all for tell a teacher one time and then handle the situation on your own and I got your back. And I know that may not sound nice to a lot of people, but my mother was one that told me, if you getting pushed around, because remember when I was in, in third grade, second grade, there was a girl, Karen Henderson, who used to push me around and my mother was like all you got to do is defend yourself one time time. one time she did something i cracked up wow i never had to worry about her again i was like this (laughs) is worse it does it does and and still till today i'm i'm not gonna hesitate to you know, remedy the situation straight away so we don't have to continue on with this thing. So I've always said that to my kids, and I don't know if that's the right thing, but that's my take on the situation. So I also, I think that, you know, when if a child doesn't want to go to school, you got to look at every aspect of it. He said the teacher hates him and the students. Right. So this is something something a little deeper there. Something a little deeper there because if you're thinking that everybody hates you, now we're going to go up to the school. We're going to have a nice little conversation with the teacher. Because I remember, I got a story too, from Elijah. And, you know, they kept saying that he was bad and he was doing this and he was acting out. And every day he was coming home, the kids is picking on him and the teacher's not helping him. So he's, he's crying out for help. So I went to the school and I said to her, I said, if every single day, Somebody walked up to you and start and poked you with a pencil or a pen every day, every day for three weeks. At the end of those three weeks, you're going to lose your mind because it keeps happening and no one's doing anything about it. Right. So you need to, as the teacher, you need to be watching and monitoring and see what's going on in your classroom to make sure that these kids is not picking on my son. What I want right. to say is that my hands to come back up here. Or if he reacts, right? Right. If he reacts, then it's on you. Because that was what happened. He did react because it was a constant. It was an everyday thing. So it was like you gotta look at the teachers because some of these teachers we all know because we had to show about it ain't for the kids. You know, I appreciate everything that y'all. I appreciate the reason why y'all brought me in on certain segments because from a male's perspective, sometimes I'm looking at it from okay. It's the teachers. It's the kids. What's going on with you? You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Let's look at you first. Let 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 me right. talk to you. You understand what I'm saying? Because every if it like I said before, if it talks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. 
So that means that I got to find out exactly what's going on with you. Is it something that you're not understanding? Mm-hmm. Let's figure mm-hmm. that out. Let's and and, out. and, and, and you don't want to, you understand what I'm saying that you, you don't want to look like you're stupid and you're feeling like you don't want to be a part right. you don't right. understand. Right. Or is it a girl in class that you like and you think you ugly? You right. understand what I'm saying? So, and then we have to get with our kids and find out exactly what the root is. What, what, what the root is. And then deal with it. Like with my son, when issues come up, like right. I said before, you know, you're going to take accountability for a lot of stuff that you do. So, you can't come to me and say this is why you don't do this because somebody else. Right. It's not Let's find out about you. Absolutely. You know, and then and then we'll go ahead and we'll deal with the teacher because Agreed. I need to know is a lot of the times they explain that a lot of children need to be taught and handled a different way because that's why they have IEPs and stuff like that. Right. So we need to get to the root of it and find Great. out first if it's something that you're not understanding or it's something that mm-hmm. you can't articulate and explain to people to get them to understand where you're coming from. I agree. Because it's not always the teacher. Right, it's it not. Be, it could, it it's could not. be something that the child is not getting or something exactly. they're feeling about their self, themselves. We got to get to, and that's what I think is we react quickly because it's our kids. So it's like, oh, hell no. Offensive. Right, we get defensive. And we ain't about to do that. That's right. why the conference with the teacher is important. very important. And not to go up to the school with your chest puffed out like what you did to my kid you know what i'm saying right. you gotta figure out what's going on and have a conversation well you, that's you, what you moms know. do that's what moms yeah. do moms yeah. get into protective modes and go dads, right into mama bed yeah, right. yeah exactly and dad be like boy girl what, what's going on here yeah you know the dynamics are very different yes so that's that's what it is that we really need to see and that's a good point you made because the dads handle things so much differently but when it's a single parent household and there's no dad there it's like the mother's losing. She's emotional. She need to find a cat like Big Rye. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Well, you, know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We're going to end the segment off like that. Okay. <laughs> I think I need to take a sip of... <laughs> I'll be that baby, Pabby. <laughs> I need to take a sip about that. Oh, my goodness. Wait, what Jay said, I have to say, though, while they may teach accountability, can make your constantly second guess what they should do in situations the child okay. yeah yeah we I don't want them we don't want them to second guess but we want to we want them to also understand that okay you, you gotta look at yourself too i right, think that should be taught at an early age yeah you gotta look at yourself too and 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 i think those conversations are very necessary in the home and I know we didn't, none of us grew up with those type of conversations happening no. in our household. None of us. No, no. no. And it takes you to have a conversation with your kid. Like I try to talk to my son at least two times a day. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Just to find out, grab, grab his ear and see what he needs to do. So now I got to understand that when problems arise, I know they coming. Right. And when we was you having those conversations, we was having right. those conversations when we was already in trouble. <laughs> exactly. And then I'm going to whoop your ass. And that's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why do you play hooky today? Oh, because the teacher was bothering me. Right. <laughs> exactly. Teacher made now me feel stupid so I can go to class. So now you decided you're just going to take it upon yourself. And, and that's why I used to tell Tisha. Because Tisha would do things and react Look, to the you still mad. You still mad. Yeah, no, yo, man, Tisha took me through it, man. I don't it's know if she's right. still on here. She grown Lord. now. Yeah, she grown. But I used to be like, look, I can't defend you or fight for you 
if you punch a teacher in the face. I'm saying she's gangster. Work. It's not gonna work. That's that's no dog know What's going on beforehand so it's that you, we we can work this thing out? But if you yeah. wild out, Lord, warn me. <laughs> Let me know what's going on so yeah. I can get in the middle of it and prevent the situation. Right. Don't just deal with it. Because now that's what they was doing. Oh my god! I think yeah. all of us did that because I'm flinging chairs across the room with the teacher. Hey, you! Go <laughs> <laughs> so to jail now. They be done call the cops and you go yeah, to jail. It's, for that it's kind different. Of it's different yeah. now. Exactly. They, they don't just send you to Hand your Glue's classroom no more. <laughs> no. Right. Exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. Go to the dean's office. That's it. Okay, guys, we got to bring our guest on. He's waiting so every yes. And um, we're gonna yes, move forward. This is our show. special day. Yes. So. Yes. I'm excited it's about this guest. We, well, hey, we didn't even introduce him yet, but hey, Artie. Yes, he got to take his um mic off. Wait, we got to unmute him. Yeah, unmute him. Artie, unmute. Um, okay, there we go. There you go. Keep me quiet. Hey. No. <laughs> Hi, Artie. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Never tardy to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to be because you never know what happens if you're tardy. That's right. <laughs> But I heard y'all talk about school. Y'all, y'all had it easy. Uh, when I was growing up, you know, the teacher could actually paddle you, whoop you, throw whoa. you in the closet, and all that stuff. So y'all had it easy. Wow. Yeah, we okay. had paddles. Wow. We had we had. But uh, you from the South, country. right? No, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. My parents oh, were from. My okay. mother was born in the South, but in Detroit, and back then, well, I'm not going. to you know, throw my age out there. <laughs> you know, back in the 60s, the 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 kids were raised much differently. We had to respect yeah. that. If we threw a chair across the room, honey, you got dragged out, taken to the counselor. He told you to touch your toes, and there was a paddle that you got it. Bam, bam, bam. None of this. See, it's the kids are getting it off too easy nowadays. Yeah. You know, Everybody yeah. wants to say, "Oh, don't touch them," but you know you gotta whoop them every now and then. <laughs> that you better send my child home, and I'll handle it. I don't know he about the teacher because in the schools, yeah, I don't know about the teachers. Yeah, now. because the teachers when now. I was growing up, my teachers well, were, um, yeah, yeah, they weren't black and teachers. loving. Right, so um, some of them didn't care about you yeah, in that they, way. They, they, they just wanted. Right. Yeah, nuns and whatnot. I know, you know, some of my friends oh, went to Catholic no school. I had no nuns, no nuns. Yeah. I had a I had one teacher, her name is Miss Higgins. I can I never forget her. Um, I had I used to go swimming at eight o'clock in the morning because I was on a swim team. And so my afro would look like hell by the time I got out of it. So I would braid it up and put a little you know, tie it up and she would, I would get to her class and she would ask me to undo my hair. So I would look around. One day I looked around and I said, Well, none of the girls got their hair down. They don't, they got it pinned up and they got it all, all, all tied up. So if they let theirs down, I'll let mine down. <laughs> well, you're a young man. You're supposed to, you're not supposed to look like them. I said, Well, then they should let theirs down because if you're going to put it on me, then I'm going to put it on the whole class. She kicked me out the class and I had to go down to the principal. It was during the year when we won our equal rights. And I said, you know what? 
she's interfering with my rights. She, if she's going to tell me to put my hair down, she better tell all the women to go all the little girls to put their hair down. That's right. That's right. Well, you was a rebel early on in early life. Early on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can admit it. Well, nah. you know, today we're celebrating gay pride, gay pride. And, 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 and all of that good stuff. And Artie, what does gay pride mean to you? As a gay man in his uh, 60s, um, it means a lot. It means age. You just don't change. I said in my 60s. I didn't see I didn't see where in my okay. 60s. And if there's anybody out there looking for a sugar daddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> gay pride today, it means a whole, it means so much differently than it meant in the 70s mm. or in the late 60s because you know, uh, we were fighting for so much back then. I remember as a kid growing up, there was a guy who lived across the street from me. They called him Red because his hair was dyed red. And at night, he would put on a halter top and some hot pants, heels, and walk down the street, going off to the bar. God knows what bar he was going to. And my mother would look at him and she said, he's a fag. That You're not that. Because everybody called me uh, the little boy with sugar or whatever when mm -hmm. I was growing up. And I didn't know what that meant. Right. But when I, living in Detroit, moving to New York, pride became a whole different, mm -hmm. I can imagine. A whole different feel. Because here in New York, you know, you're, you're, you, everybody's prideful of what they are and their, their, their ability to be different. In the Midwest, people try to become part of the norm. They want to blend in. Um, mm. And what gay pride has done is people have stopped wanting to blend in so much and be their own little star. Mm. Okay. So gay pride mm -hmm. nowadays is, it's, you know, it's the ability to be who you are, what mm -hmm. you are, and do what you want to do. Yes. As long as it doesn't interfere with anybody else's rights or feelings, I believe people should leave other people alone. That's yep. Now, I, that I 100% agree with. Yes, I do. Do you feel like we've come far enough or that we got a, lo a long way to go? Well, you know, every time we step five steps forward, we step three steps back. So, you know, 45 messed it up for a lot of the, a lot of the rights and a lot of the stuff that, that we had worked for and we had pushed for because now people feel emboldened to talk about the their their prejudices and mm -hmm. their and the things that they don't like about other people and they right. want to put other people in the same box that they're in but if you're not happy in your box please don't try to put me in your box or put mm. me in a box because you live in a box right, right. You know, say it that's say what it. 45 did. He helped people talk about their boxes, and now they want to put everybody in a box, and they want to pull all our rights mm -hmm. back. Oh, I'm sorry. Why, if I'm gay, buying my own business, why should you get upset? Why should you right. be right. As long as you're taking care of your business, then leave my business alone so I can live my life, and you can live yours. Absolutely. I get upset when people try to impose their, their thoughts, their feelings, their beliefs on me. I, I understand that completely. 
Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you about. Like, I can imagine that throughout your life, you've had situations where you face discrimination. How is lot. it from from now today? Like, is that something you're still dealing with? And how did you deal with it? You know, as you were growing up, because I know you are you are a rocket. So I can imagine. <laughs> so. I didn't actually come out until I was 19. Everybody else knew I was gay before I did. My high school <laughs> friends knew I was gay before I did. So um, I didn't come out until I was 19. But I used to work at a store called Bloomingdale. No, Saks Fifth Avenue. Mm -hmm. And I was part of the, uh, the stock. I, I worked in stock and I, I received the merchandise. And some truck drivers came in and I went down to to bring in the merchandise, which, you know, the garments and all that stuff. And one of the guys called me a fairy and decided that he was going to, to bodily move me. Oh, so I understood that I had a job and I didn't want to lose it, but I also understood that this guy had, had pushed me to the last limit and he was about to hear about it. I left, the, <laughs> I, I walked off the, I walked off the loading dock. I went to the manager of the company, of the store, and I said, I'm about to hurt somebody right now because they're interfering with my rights. I've just been pushed, spit on, and somebody just mm -hmm. called me a fag. That's not supposed to happen in here. Mm -mm. So you need to let me know right now, do I need to go get a lawyer or what? Because somebody out on the loading dock is out there calling me all sorts of names and I have not touched them. The manager of the store decided that he was going to handle it his way. He didn't fire the guys, um, but he also didn't defend me. Mm. So it was at that point I understood that there is a degree of racism and homophobicness that goes on without us even knowing, without us mm -hmm. caring. Mm -hmm. Somebody you can walk in the door and somebody will start talking about Oh, hmm. It, don't you, you know, they, they used to talk, oh, is he, do you think, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sugar. you know, all those things that, that is very, it, it's very discerning, especially for the person on the other end, that you've already judged me when I'm walking in the door, that I'm a certain way or that, that I'm lower than you. So mm, right. I, I, I dealt with that a lot in the Midwest. Now, when I went to New York, oh my goodness gracious, it was, I'm, I'm gay, proud, and happy. Because New York during that time, it's a lot different now, but New York during that time, it was going through its own changes. The only people that were in the city were the artists. And the true mm -hmm. artists, most of the artists were, most of them were gay. So we formed our own little niche. I lived in the East Village. I lived there in the, in the early 80s before it became popular when cab drivers wouldn't even drop you off. They, wow. they would drop you off at 14th Street and you had to walk. They would drop wow. you off at 14th wow. Street and you had to walk over wow. to Alphabet City. So that's, that's four avenues over and then however many streets you live down. Um, but it was a great niche because a lot of a lot of gays moved into the East Village to find that sense of family and come right. up. And so no matter what went on, um, we had each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the 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 mm, 
the strife that I felt on the work at the workplace, by the time I got home, it was over. Um, I worked for another conservative uh, company when I got to New York called Saks Fifth, uh, no, Bloomingdale's, oh yeah, mm -hmm. like no other store in the world. <laughs> and, uh, they hired me because I was different. And uh, at the time, uh, I started growing dreads. And I had one of the managers walk up to me and said, what's wrong? How come you stop growing? How come you stop combing your hair? And I looked at him, I said, it's against my religion to touch my hair. <laughs> 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 and he said, oh, Lord, wait till I go tell Marvin Cross that. <laughs> and so I, literally, I'd have to have a fight with the manager of the store, who's a very famous man these days. But every day I had a fight with them and two, until a very famous designer walked in one day, Perry Ellis, and he wanted to know, where did I get my clothes? And I told him, I got my clothes from my grandfather. I went in his closet and I got five suits from my grandfather and I moved to New York. And I would wear those oversized suits every day. I'd wear a checkered, a blue, a stripe, and I didn't have the best of shirts. And he said, I want you to come to my, uh, to my showroom and I need you to pick out eight shirts. He went upstairs to Marvin Traub at the time and told him, I want him in my boutique every day to sell my clothes. Wow. And so when they told me that, I said, really? That man wanted me to do that? And they said, <laughs> I'll do it. And so, you know, it's the, I never thought about, I never really thought about the, 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 prejudice or the or the stereo this the, the 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 stigma that was attached to me as a gay man as so much as a black black gay man in there first because you, you're already discriminated discriminated against because you're black right and then when you put the gay on top of it that's the double whammy right and then when you when you're an artist and you're striped and you have you know, you have a different flair. You don't blend in with the rest of the blacks, or you don't blend in with all of them. Then that's another one. Right. So I don't know if it was so much that I was, I, I felt it, but I lived through it and kind of learned how to dance around it. And, and we know you can a, dance. We know yes. you can dance. <laughs> and, you, and you definitely had um, a, a wonderful journey in life. I mean, you've done some great yes. things. So. Um, your influence <laughs> to people, I think, is excellent because you've given people permission to kind of be who they are okay. when they see uh -huh. you because you still have a flair about you. Absolutely. Uh -huh. I do. Absolutely. You do. Yes. I think it's yes. diminished a little bit now, you know, after you get older, it starts to fade a little bit. It, well, it's been a while since I've seen you, but I know the last time I've seen you, it was there. Okay, you're seeing me now. I, I'm seeing you right now, so it's still there. That's right. <laughs> You see, <laughs> you don't lose that. You no, don't you, don't. That. I, you don't. You know, I took uh, 17 teenagers on a missionary trip to Brazil. I'll tell you that story. And so their parents, when they met me, they were all white. When their parents, when they met me, you know, they saw this and they were like, oh, oh, well, I guess my, my child will be safe with you. Oh, and I said, well, I guess so. I mean, I'm not going to hurt them. And the mothers would say no. And the kids, when they wrote in to their parents, they're like, oh, my God, he's so strict. He won't let us do this. He won't <laughs> let us do that. Oh, he told me I had to take off all my makeup to go to the construction site. I, so at the end of the 
at the end of the missionary trip, so you know, you come back into the U.S. and all the parents are there to greet their children, and every last one of them were running up to me and going, "Thank you so much," and I'd be like, "Why?" Oh, my daughter, she wrote me and she told me that you wouldn't let her wear makeup. I said, well, yeah, I told her she couldn't wear makeup because she was going to go to a construction site and you don't wear makeup when you're going to be sweating and lifting concrete and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. And, you know, a lot of the, the, the little girls, you know, at, they're at that age where they want to wear makeup and stuff right. like that. And I was like, oh, no. You can only wear makeup when we go out in the street and do the missionary work. Then you can put it on. For right. the look. For the for, right for the look, right? Yeah, you don't want to look like a ghost and try to bring somebody to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. All right, what advice would you give a young man or woman who's struggling with coming out or accepting, you know, that they're gay? Don't do it like I did. I waited to my 19th birthday to sow all my oats. I was like, I was tired of being frustrated. No, um, they should find other people that they can talk to. You always, you need a friend. Everybody needs a friend. Yeah. So you need a friend that you can talk to. You need a friend that you can let your hair down to. So they either need to find a friend or go to therapy. I went through, mm. through therapy for four and a half years. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. The first time I got there, I talked so much. The second time I came, I said, can I get on the couch and lay down? And I, <laughs> I said, well, normally more more advanced people lay down. I said, oh, if I lay down, I could I could tell you so much. <laughs> I would go in there and lay down. I would, I, I would be crying, napkins, give it to me, blah. And when I get up after the hour, I'd be, Oh, thank you so much. I feel so much better. And I could go out and face the world. So we need that, especially young people. They need that. They need somebody they can go to and just let it out. Talk about everything. And when they have that, then they can they can they can come out because the pressure. You got yes. this pressure. It's a lot of fear, I imagine. Yeah. Right? Yes. Well, it's the fear, it's the need to, to, to be yourself, it's the need to, to show who you are. You're, you, you know, you, 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 for so long you've been a, a little uh, uh, caterpillar, and then now you've been in this cocoon, and, and now you see your wings, and you're like, oh, well, maybe I can, maybe I can fly. Mm. <laughs> right, yes, and, yes. You know, once that feeling, once you get that feeling, and you have nobody to accept you, then that's that's the that's the spiral. That's the down spiral when people come out and everybody disown them and everybody right. goes away from them and they realize they have no friends and they and they have nobody to talk to. So you need that one person first, so that when you do step out, even if the world says we don't like you, you don't you got a friend somewhere that says no, it's okay. Right. It's and right. you had that right. in your life, already. Huh? You had that in your life. You had someone. No, I didn't. You um, didn't have that. I did not. I didn't have that someone until I moved to New York. I, when I came out here in Detroit, um, I lost all my friends from high school, um, and some of the friends that I grew up with. So I really had nobody to really talk to. Um, my mother was terribly upset that I come out. 
Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I did have one person, my grandmother. When she found out, she said, everybody been calling you, Gabe, been telling you that you was you had sugar in your bowl. And now that you now that you now that you said you are, everybody's upset. Why? So I, I used to talk to my grandmother a lot. And right. grandparents are very good with about that because you know what? They love you no unconditionally no matter what. Yes. The real yes. parents because they're going through their own dilemma because you know now they have a child that's gay, they're believing themselves or mm. anything else. But the grandparents, the grandparents love you unconditionally and they already knew. Right. So seeing that you've been um like in the community for so long, do you see change over time? <laughs> like you know, like, cause to me, I've always been a person to be accepting to anything and accepting anybody. So, you know, so, so to me is I'm, I'm just having a welcome and humble heart anyway, but over time, like, cause you mentioned it's the sixties and seventies and stuff like that. So do you see it getting better? Like, is it a bigger change over time? Well, in the black community has gotten better. I okay. can, I can, and, and I can talk about that because I'm, oh, I think I'm black. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Um, <laughs> I see a little something. Yeah, I see a little, yeah, little smelling it. <laughs> but you know, I think I think the um, the stigmatism and the and the and the 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 I don't know what this person is and the fear of homosexuality has has been turned down a level in the black community because okay. we can't escape it. You know, right. if anybody ever goes to the church and say there's no homosexuals in here, they better stop looking at the choir. <laughs> and if they want to say, you know, there's no there's no there's no lesbians in here, they better go to the church to the nurses because there's a whole lot of them there. <laughs> we need to accept ourselves so that we can accept others. And I'm, yes. I'm thinking, and what's happening is now that we are becoming more comfortable with ourselves, and that's been a long battle. Blacks have right. gone, oh, yeah. Black oh, yeah. people have gone oh, yeah. a long battle just to accept themselves because this country hasn't accepted us. Right. That's right. Exactly. So we that's can't right. accept ourselves fully because we're not accepted fully. But the more that's we such a good point. ourselves, the more we can let others around us be themselves and that right. is what that means is that more once black people are more accepting of themselves they can accept homosexuality they can mm -hmm. accept other things and you know i used to have uh um i used to um on 42nd street we used to do the revivals on 42nd street i go back a ways here and um, <laughs> <laughs> i used to have people you know talking to me about well, you know, uh, uh, God doesn't like this. God doesn't. I say he don't like none of that. And you can't just put a homosexual in a, in, in a small little box by himself. You better go get everybody else, the liars, the people that sit around all and do about doing it and don't do it. Those people, all, all of those them. people, they're in the same box as they are. they are. But I don't identify as that. If I identify myself as a child of God, then I can walk in the kingdom of heaven, just like you can. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you better and you drop the mic. Yeah, hold that. There you go. Take that. That's right. That's right. That's why I love this conversation. Um, but you know, 
We are almost coming to the end of our show. We could talk to you for the rest of the freaking night. I just got on here. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but we don't want you to leave It moves so quickly when you have good conversation. You have a good conversation. But we don't want you to leave us before you um, give us what we ask all our guests at the end of the show. What is your personal affirmation that enlightens, empowers, encourages, or entertains? Hmm. I'll, I'll get a clock going. I just want to be able to be here and be a light for others. Um, mm. If I can enlighten somebody with just my mere presence <laughs> or talking to them, then I've accomplished my goal as far as I'm concerned in life because all I've ever wanted to do is I've never, I used to sit in the backyard in, in Detroit and, and wish wish up in the sky because I'd have to wish about things. And I would say, Lord, I don't want to be a bright star. I just want to be the little star that somebody like me can look up there and say, you know, I'm somebody. So I've never wanted to be something bright or anything, just a little star that helps others. So I think that's my aspiration is to be able to help I love people, it. show people stuff. I love that. I love that. But you know, the people don't know that you're a chef. So we're going to have you back on so you can do a cooking segment. Oh, yes. <laughs> <I love you. laughs> we're definitely going to have you back on because we're wrapping I've, up. I've had him do that for me in a different setting. And he, his personality, his food. Is amazing. If you've ever, Artie, that smack you did when you took that first sip, girl, go ahead and taste his food and see if you don't be wanting to slap him when you're done. Like, listen, <laughs> I've seen pictures of some of the food that he's made, and I'm like, oh, really? Is well, what here's the thing that used to happen back in, back, in, back in the day when I first moved to New York. So we were all poor, and people would invite me over their house, and they say, go in the refrigerator and fix anything you want. So I would go into people's refrigerator and start pulling out food and cook it right there. Or wow, <laughs> I had a, I had a, you don't know Cat's Deli, right? Yes. Oh, yes. That's my Deli. spot. Yes. me. Yes. <laughs> Back in the day, Cat's Deli used to give out uh, doggy bags to the bums for a dollar. And that was the scraps from the pastrami and the corned beef. Corn beef. Yes, I would get in that line and get my bag and I would take it home. I would cut up onions, throw it in a crock pot with some beans mm. and go to work. Oh my God, mm. I would smell my beans a block away. I <laughs> <laughs> friends over to eat. I'm like, okay, I got food, come on. That's right, oh, that sounds good. Bring the wine. Our view was and have you, a feast. Oh, and have right. a feast. <laughs> Our view is love comes on and he cooks uh -huh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's going to be great. That's going to be great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for Thank coming you for on. Thank light and sharing. Yes. You know, sharing your story. Because, I mean, that in itself is going to touch somebody. You know, sharing your well, story, which is why we wanted you here, to be able to give that to someone. Because someone, yes. I'm sure you helped someone today. Well, you helped, you helped me because I never really understood. We had a conversation about the show, and I said I never really understood it because I've, like I said, for me, I've always been open to anybody. Right. So, so you know, th that's why I asked you over time. But now I do understand, and I really understand this. It has became a long way, and it should be celebrated. Well, look at that! I love it. 
love that. Give it to me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, Shay, you was right. You was right. You see? You see? <laughs> I was wrong. For Artie, thanks again. For Thank you. And we will be seeing you on our season three segment. Three. And we're gonna definitely um we might need some beans. I don't know, because your cow peas is everything. Listen, go to cats and get that bag. <laughs> get that they don't bag. Out anymore. They oh, they it out. oh wow. Well, let well, me pick some up for this. you. Get them beans. <laughs> Ladies right. and gentlemen, I want y'all to give a round of applause to Mr. Ollie Thompson. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, sir. Thank you. Happy birthday. That was a great show. Great show. Great that show. That was great. That was a great show. Yeah, see, Shane, you know, he was right again. <laughs> sometimes with, with we don't understand. Sometimes we are we what's this what's the saying I want to say? We're afraid of things that we don't understand. Or I don't know if that's the right word, but y'all get what I'm saying. Apprehensive. Apprehensive yeah. about things that we don't understand. Yeah. Right. So that's why it's them. important to have conversations with people. Right. Absolutely. And this so, is why we're here. Conversations with the cousins. Yes. You know, we're all different, but yet we're the same. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I mean? We're all different, but yet we're the same. And um, guys, you know where to find us on all social media platforms. Facebook, conversations with my cousins. Conversations with my cousins. And to our our Radio business, you, uh, listeners, we shouting you out right now. And thank you for, yes. for tapping in and, and, and rocking with us and all that good stuff. Make sure and you subscribe to our YouTube channel Go subscribe. As well. Go subscribe. Subscribe. Yes. Go subscribe to our channels. And we're almost to the end of season two. We got one yep. more show. Yes. Yes. One more show. Well, next week we won't be here, guys. No show next Sunday. But the following Sunday will be our season finale. So, yo, can y'all believe it? Oh, it's like season two. Two seasons down. Yes, two seasons. Crazy how many to go. This is crazy, y'all. But as you guys know, I like to end every show with a quote. And the quote that I am going to read today is, we are not here to judge each other, but to love one another. Simply put, love it, love thank, it, and thank you guys for tuning in. Peace so, and love. Give it up for conversation with my cousins. Thank you guys. It was wonderful. Happy Friday.